This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Time for a break from it all? Visit Orlando, Florida with loved ones, or leave them at home and come alone. There are luxury vacation homes near Disney World to rent by the night, the week, or the month. Vacation to Florida Vacation Rentals offers condos, townhomes, and four- to eight-bedroom pool homes in five-star resorts that feature golf courses, water parks, restaurants, spas, and much more. Staying in a Vacation to Florida home will change the way you vacation forever. Their homes feature swimming pools, hot tubs, billiards, game rooms, home theaters, free Wi-Fi, gorgeous views, and so much more. You'll love staying in a Vacation to Florida home because it's professionally managed and maintained. Just log on to VacationToFlorida.com. That's Vacation, the number two, Florida.com. Or download the app and be able to book your next day right in the palm of your hands. The Vacation to Florida app provides you with the best attractions and entertainment, top restaurants in the area, as well as live calendar events. Come stay with VacationToFlorida.com or download the app in your app store. Ted Cruz Day. Yeah. Yeah. A little something I just wrote there. You are, yeah. a, you are a musical Talented. genius today. Talented. This is the second song, in case you missed it on the radio right? program today. Mm-hmm. There was a new Happy Days uh, version <laughs> uh, that came out today. If you there could, was. Uh, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, I can't ask you to sing on demand, but maybe you could just right. give a little dramatic reading of those lyrics. Might do that later. Really? Yeah, I don't want to just start nice. off with that. We want to build no. to that. Right? I, it's pretty exciting. Though. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, and I think you're going to love it. Uh, Ted Cruz has announced his candidacy for president of the United States. Here's how that went. It's a time for truth. This is actually a time to rise to the challenge, just as Americans have always done. Mm -hmm. I believe in America and her people, and I believe we can stand up and restore our promise. It's going to take a new generation of courageous conservatives to help make America great again. And I'm ready to stand with you to lead the fight. Yeah. That's great. That's pretty darn good. That's why I was singing earlier today, Ted Cruz for president, don't give Jeb Bush a single cent. Mm. Ted Cruz will be our next president. Mm. Give up the Bushes for land. (laughs) (laughs) And that was wrapped around the happy days. That was wrapped around, yes. it, It was a much more upbeat sort of tempo when I... When I sang it on the mm-hmm. radio. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I think that should probably be his campaign song, frankly. I, I if mean, he doesn't adopt that, I, uh, I disavow him. He's <laughs> <laughs> just so quick to turn on this guy. Um, so, I mean, it is pretty amazing. He did announce officially on Twitter uh, initially and with that ad. And look, as far as those ads, you know, everyone releases an ad like that where you just say great things about America and, and it right. looks good. That's one a particularly good one, though. Um, I mean, it looks yeah, it was. It's well done. You know, some of those yeah. can look cheesy. Remember the Mitch McConnell one where he was like writing? Oh my in the gosh, it's <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> so awful. Uh, oh. Cruz didn't have any of those moments. Uh, it seemed like the speech went generally well. 
Yeah. Um, oh, it, it did seem to go well. Mm -hmm. He. It was a good speech. He talked about his, his uh, first of all, his parents and their upbringing, and then his, him and his upbringing, and then his wife and how they came together. It was a, it was it was really good to personalize the whole thing. Yeah, sort of a getting to know you thing, yeah. um, which uh, was nice and uh, you know seemingly well received. Generally, there was a, mm -hmm. of course it wasn't a built-in Cruz supporting crowd. It was just a Liberty University crowd. They seemed to be excited about him uh, making the announcement there. Many supporters were there as well, but there were some Rand Paul supporters in the crowd. You could see for sure. There's someone was saying that wearing t-shirts right behind yeah, him. That was an unfortunate shot. Said Rand, yeah. Uh, but I guess also someone was saying you could hear him near a microphone. Someone in the crowd saying that's horrible multiple times. Really? I didn't hear it, but that's what I uh, was reading uh, from Oof. multiple people uh, on uh, social media. But uh, again, I, I don't think that's necessarily. You know, awful. I mean, you're just going to take the moment. I, I have noticed I haven't seen anyone talking about how he's a Hispanic candidate. Uh, I, that does not seem to be they something don't. that's interesting to the no. media, which is really interesting because I don't know if anyone knows this. He would be the first. Mm -hmm. uh, he would be the first Hispanic uh, president in our history. Seemingly something notable to the media. No. Um, he was the first Hispanic ever to clerk for the chief justice of the United States. He was the uh, founding editor of the Harvard Latino Law Review. Uh, the man has uh, quite a resume, and when you talk about the way the media talks about politics, you'd think that's all they'd be mentioning. Mm -hmm. um, he's one of three uh, Hispanic senators in the Senate. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, he's, this is, when you're talking, you know, the way the media discusses these issues, this is all they should be talking about, and for some reason they can't find a way Are to talk about Republicans? it at all. There's Cruz, uh, Rubio. And Martinez? Is that right? Uh, Does that sound right? You're thinking Susanna Martinez? Uh, she's a governor. Uh, um, I was thinking, was no, it, there's... Menendez? Is he... Uh, is it, yeah, let's see. Uh, who the, uh, let's see. I don't have, two, at that least list. two of the three are Republicans, by the way. Mm -hmm. So uh, I don't think... You know, they might all be. But this is the last thing the media will ever want to mention about Ted Cruz. They will never say that he's Hispanic. I, I don't. I don't think they'll even broach that uh, situation. They'll. And he, what was the one thing as soon as Obama uh, announced his candidacy was, oh, he'd be the first black president to ever be elected in the United States of America, first black president. Did you hear about that first mm -hmm. black president potentially? Potentially the first black president, uh, Stu. Oh, God, remember, a lot of people are talking that he might be the first black president. Remember the outpouring of nonsense said. we heard about the first female speaker of the House? Yeah. Nancy Pelosi? I mean, she had been in the House for 70 trillion years. Mm. How about the first, the Hillary Clinton thing? Where here's a Hillary who's, we've talked about this before in this program. Here's a woman who was married to the president. Then she was elected in a deep blue liberal state. Mm -hmm. uh, she wasn't the first female senator. She wasn't the first female secretary of state, yet she still gets the, she's breaking the glass ceiling thing all the time when someone else had already broken it for her in almost every circumstance. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but Ted Cruz, there's no one who's broken this ceiling. This no. is, uh, this would be him doing it. You know, maybe Marco Rubio goes down the same path, but uh, it would be one of them breaking it. Uh, it's kind of an amazing uh, thing. The other one is uh, Menendez, Robert Menendez, Menendez yeah. of uh, New Jersey, Democrat, right? So, uh, yeah, fascinating, though. And it, I will be interested to see if they ever if they ever even bring it up, because my guess is no. They just they won't want anything to do with that. They just they don't want people to hear it.
Um, meanwhile, uh, Governor Brown there, I mean, the Democrat Party is already in high gear on uh, churning crap out about Ted Cruz. Here's Jerry Brown, governor of California. What do you say, because you've dealt with some Republican skeptics in California on this? I'll say what he said is absolutely false. Uh, over 90 percent of the scientists who deal with climate oh, are absolutely convinced that the human activity, the industrial activity, mm -hmm. the generation of CO2, methane, mm -hmm. uh, oxides of nitrogen, all the rest of those greenhouse gases mm -hmm. are Outside building up in the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. They're heat trapping and they're causing not just warm uh, drought in California, no. but severe storms and cold, yeah, cold, uh, in, cold. In the not East just Coast. warm, but cold. So it's yeah, climate that's what they're doing. disruption it's incredible of many different they, kinds. They and that man betokens such a yeah. level of ignorance no, and a, a direct uh, falsification level. of the existing scientific data. It's oh, shocking, and I think that man has rendered himself freak. absolutely unfit to be uh, running for office. Now that oh uh, actually, I'm just based on what he said about climate change, he's unfit on for what, office. On Seth Meyers' show, is that what he's talking about? The Seth uh, Meyers quote. I guess um, because uh, he was exactly right on Seth Meyers. By the yeah, way, yeah, yeah. All he exactly did exactly. The right. only thing he did was state that the temperature has not has risen not since 1998. That's nope. all he said on Seth Meyers. Um, beyond that, the and that's that true. He's, Talking about about 90% of people uh, of scientists believing in all that d didn't answer any of the questions that he talked about. It had nothing to do with drought. It had nothing to do with colder temperatures in the east. It just had to do with can CO2 uh, warm a climate? And again, that was it, you're talking about when you say they say 97%. The reason I say uh, over 90% is because it was only 47 people. Okay. It was 47 people who were asked that question. And it was like 45 of 47 people said that. However, as we've stated on the show, and as, uh, first of all, 47 people, you say 90% of that because you want to make it sound like we've asked 20,000 people, and 19,000 people plus mm -hmm. said mm -hmm. they agreed. It's not true. It was 47 people. And of those 47 people, they were asked, is, is, could there potentially be a, uh, I think the specific wording of the question was, can man-made uh, gases affect? climate. I'd have to give you the exact quote, but it's essentially that. It's a quote so broadly worded that Roy Spencer, the guy who is called a climate denier all the time, who the guy who was uh, um, uh, t named by Rush Limbaugh as the show's climatologist, that guy agrees with the statement. He's in the 97%. That's how broadly worded this is. It's just a, it's just a bull crap thing to make it seem like everybody agrees. And, you know, to do, you do that because you don't have the strength of your argument behind it. You do that when you have 17 consecutive years that don't support your thesis. When you have that going on, you have to come up with claims like this. So, I mean, you know, we have uh, there's no increase in snowfall. There is no increase in drought. There are no increases in tornadoes. There are no increases in hurricanes. All things that were predicted years and years and years ago that were going to be the effects of this global uh, warming death storm we were going to face. Uh, and it hasn't occurred. And when you get to that point, you get more and more desperate on this. You have to go to these sort of claims and say people that disagree with you are unfit to serve in office. I mean, I mean, this, the fact that this guy's actually in office again is, shows that everybody is apparently fit to, to be in office. I, I, I think it's so stupid that they're, they're actually trying to get the American people to accept that uh, not only does all these oxides and, and, and oxidants in the atmosphere, uh, first of all, there's, there's, uh, there, there are some antioxidants and then there are some uh, amino acids. Uh, amino acids. Yep. 
Uh, and then there's some uh, <laughs> mitochondria. And uh, all these things are being trapped. Midichlorians. Uh, midichlorians mm -hmm. are, they're all mm -hmm. being trapped right there. Yep. Some protozoans uh, mm -hmm. all mm -hmm. collecting right mm -hmm. there in the atmosphere. And, and they're not just causing heat. And, and drought in California, but they're also causing freezing cold temperatures and a lot of snow and rain in, uh, in, uh, in the Northeast. That's just 2,000 miles away, but they're causing the exact opposite thing in the same country. It's really weird. And everything that happens in that country uh, are caused by the antioxidants and, and the mitochondria and the protozoans. And uh, and some of the uh, some of the alkaline that's yeah. in the system as well, mm -hmm. and it's all being trapped right there. And so so in California, it could it could be 184 degrees, or two, or or 230 degrees, or two degrees, or two de or two degrees mm -hmm. in California, mm -hmm. and then right next door, it could either be 438 below zero in Nevada. Or, or it could be 730 degrees above. And anything in between those two numbers proves our point. Anything in between. Yeah. Like, or it could be the same temperature as it's always been. Yeah, and that and shows, that's, that wow. shows that it's man-caused. A lack of ki climate dy dynamism uh, will show and prove our point yet again. <laughs> yeah, well, because uh, this is usually a dynamic climate yeah, and it's uh, not going now. on, and mm -hmm. it's not right now. It's, so it's <laughs> obviously global warming, climate chaos. Yeah, so. I mean, I, yeah, look, Jerry Brown's, uh, obviously Jerry Brown's a, joke. a joke. I mean, he's been a he's, joke for yes, a long time. He's a joke. I don't know. I don't know. Why would you even put him on your show? I guess just because he'll say something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, why? California. It's comical. I, you know, and we showed the clip of the Seth Meyers show. I mean, he doesn't. He had no backup to his point at all. No, just shut down Seth Meyers. You know, he had nowhere to go. Yeah, he has nowhere to go except to make a joke about uh, Directv. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, you're talking about the guy. Uh, satellite too. Uh, my Directv mm -hmm. is not uh, very good. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. That okay. was brilliant. Thanks. That Seth. was brilliant. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Think so. about the governors in California. How that state. I mean, they had Schwarzenegger, who was Ugh. awful. Awful. And then they follow it up with, uh, with, with Jerry Brown. And you've, you 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 started at Schwarzenegger, who was only in there because he was, the last guy was recalled, Gray Davis. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh I mean, my gosh, really Gray Davis, run. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jerry Brown. Oh, good God. I mean, that competes with just electing uh, Jesse Ventura in Minnesota once. <laughs> yeah, that no, competes uh, with that. The Ventura thing's still worse, I think. Oh, it probably is. I mean, that has got to be the single worst election result in modern history. Anyway, maybe some people in Germany would disagree with that. Uh, but at least in America, <laughs> I guess the Ventura I thing. It, I, I think mean, it's close. It, I think it's close. You've got Ventura certainly, and from the same state, Al Franken. <laughs> it's true. Good gosh, what's the matter it's with true. you? It's true. They just, is it like blind voting only? I like don't, I don't you, know. Like you're not allowed to look at the ballot? <laughs> <laughs> like that's not what a that's not what a uh, you know it's, it's supposed to be one of those things that other people can't see right but you're supposed to be able to see the ballot when now you, you explain Minnesota. it to him. now you explain it okay jeez too late. Uh, it's a little late yeah it's, it's a little too late, late. Stu. thank you <sighs> significant reason though that Ted chose uh, today to announce his presidential bid do you know why you know what it is Jeffy he's Canadian <laughs> yes. It's because it's Happy Canada Day it's today. Important day Canada. It's Happy Canada Day. It's Happy Canada Day. He's actually not. I've been trying to hide this. A lot of people have been saying this uh, in my email that I've been trying to hide the fact that he's Canadian. Uh, he's actually no. I'm I'm pretty open about it. He's he's from uh, well, La Cañada, California, <laughs> and so a lot of people think it's no. Canada, Canada. No, no it's, it's La Cañada, no, Canada, California. It's really oh. Canada. Uh, it doesn't make a difference, but it was really Canada. <laughs> uh, you know, so I, I don't no, know. No, I think it was Canada, Iowa. 
is where he's from, uh, Canada. Oh, Iowa. Can he's mm -hmm. from Iowa too, man. Yeah, he really Iowa. should win Iowa. Yes, he should. Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, yeah, it it doesn't make. But, but th this is a little off topic from the significant significant reason. Twenty third. It know. was actually the anniversary of uh, Obamacare. That's why you know five today, years. Which is kinda, five. That's, a, that's amazing. Five years. Wow, what a what a success story. Boy, uh, okay. And now it rockets to 40% approval ratings, the same approval ratings it had back five years ago. Oh, did it shoot up to 40? Yeah, it's because it was around th lingering around 34 to 36. You'll find it between mid-30s to mid-40s at wow. any given moment, but uh, that's hmm. about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, five years uh, since that announcement. And I, I read this morning that uh, Liberty University only got a call from Cruz last week about this. So I don't know well, if he was trying to keep it secret or if he was trying to, uh, you know, uh, or he made up his mind late, decided this is the day we go. Um, but uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. I was uh, looking back at a story from BuzzFeed earlier today, and we talked about it at the time, that Ted Cruz actually is the favorite. And this is not from someone who uh, likes Ted Cruz. It was someone from the left who was saying, look, I'd be afraid of Ted Cruz. He's legitimate, and he actually might win this nomination. And I thought this was interesting, especially uh, as it pertains to Iowa. Regardless of what candidates support, which of the following reasons would you uh, would you say was the strongest reason to vote for Joni Ernst? Now, Joni Ernst won. Of course, she's a senator, was seen as sort of a Tea Party candidate. So, uh, you know, this, but this is the Republican, uh, generally uh, speaking, um, the entire electorate that are on the Republican side, the people that are going to be voting in the caucus. Number one reason, by far, at 30 percent, was to get one step closer to repealing Obamacare. That was the number one reason. Mm -hmm. Now, the number two and number three reasons um, don't really apply here. Uh, number two was to elect the person best qualified to represent Iowa. Uh, number three was to uh, help Republicans take the majority in the Senate. Obviously, when you come to a presidential election, that's not really the same. You don't think yeah. about it the same way. Yeah. So the next reason after that, tied, to, uh, was to elect a person with socially conservative values and to, take, uh, to get one step closer to a balanced budget. Again, two things that Ted Cruz would score very highly on. I mean, he mm -hmm. really has a good chance of winning Iowa, and it'll be interesting if, as he introduces himself, if he can get himself, uh, and he's got a couple weeks here kind of to do it on his own with, uh, before Rand Paul is going to announce and maybe some others, uh, that, uh, you know, he's got a chance here to really uh, sort of stake that ground. And if he can do that, I, I, that'll be interesting. If only he weren't Canadian. He's not Canadian. Well, I mean, he was. If only he weren't He Canadian. had Canadian citizenship. If only but he, he weren't Ineligible. He is. He is eligible, and uh, he does. He did get rid of that Canadian citizenship, by the way. Pretty recently. Pretty. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was just like last year. Yeah, last year, yeah. year before. Yeah. And by the way, uh, if you have a parent who's American and you were born in, let's say, Canada, you're still a natural-born citizen. So, so if I go on vacation so, with yeah. my wife, who's pregnant, yeah. and she goes to another mm -hmm. uh, country and yeah. she gives birth. You know, let's say we're at a Blue Jays game. Sorry, and she the starts baby cannot come back to the United States. <laughs> we just have to leave it in we Canada? Have to, you have to leave it there. Wow. <laughs> Put it up for adoption, leave it at a hospital's doorstep, oh, whatever. Wow. First of all, you your story is based on a false premise. You leaving the country when your wife is pregnant is not going to happen. Well, I would go to a Blue Good Jays point. game. Yeah, but you I, wouldn't, I wouldn't take her. Oh, so she, this she whole thing is just you, a sham. She could go. It's a, it's a Travis sham mockery. She could go. That's fine. Okay, she could go? She absolutely right. could go. Okay. Know, yeah. So then she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. Okay. And oh, it's yeah. like, like, let's say she's eight and three quarters months. Okay. Absolutely fine. <laughs> Doesn't seem like smart. Go to Toronto. Like a smart move. But, okay. well, but it's really want to see the game in person. Right. If I wanted to see it, I wanted to see it. All right. So you go, and that baby is... 
is born, born and when we just can leave it never there. come we back. Just leave it. We, we, can, yeah. we can roll it to Baby the border, but we got to leave it there. Never come back to yeah. America. <laughs> uh, so Not I even really visit. don't advise it. As a matter of fact, it happens. It happens a lot. People just leave it in the stadium. Yeah, a lot yeah. of times oh, yeah. that will happen. That's why you see a whole bunch of babies. That's why I have so many young uh, Blue Jays fans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Right now, uh, My Patriot Supply has such an amazing deal. We've been talking to you about this for a while. If you haven't taken advantage of it, what's the matter with you? You can get a four-week emergency food supply for just $99. That's 50% off the uh, regular online price. And it's, I mean, this is such a great deal. they got to limit it to two per caller. Now, if you're like me and you used to do emergency food supply in the way where you went and you bought beans, you know, big buckets of beans and mm, oats how many buckets and of beans? barley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get it home and you're like, what are we ever going to do with this? I mean, well, if you're hungry, you'll eat anything. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know about that. But well, this, I, I know I can eat. I have, before my Patriots, why I have a, I have a giant dumpster of barley uh, <laughs> just out in my yeah. driveway at all times. <laughs> and this is a lot easier. Save it. You can smell. make beer with it one, <laughs> yeah, one day. You can so. someday. Uh, but, I mean, nice bags, <laughs> easy to store, airtight, will we'll hold pretty much forever. 99 bucks. We'll get you four weeks from my Patriot Supply. It's a sweet deal. Uh, just give them a call, 800-274-3040. That's 800 274 3040. Call now. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. This may come as a shock to many, but I am not exactly what you would call a gigantic fan of this president. This one, this one being the one currently holding office, Barack Obama. Mm -hmm. You? Not the biggest fan wow. uh, around. You could have that up a little bit. There are bigger Obama fans. When you make a big announcement like that, you mm -hmm. need to bring, you know, like Ted Cruz yeah. tweeted out. Yeah, probably. I got a text he message did. from Ted Cruz. I actually, you know, from his, because I signed up to his automated uh, text thing. Yeah. And uh, I got a text message from Ted Cruz, like, afternoon yesterday that said, watch at mi right after midnight for a big announcement <laughs> like he was texting people to uh, that he was going to announce something <laughs> then Did tweeted really? it and mm -hmm. then made the announcement in person i mean it's, you need a day of build-up when if pat gray is going to yeah. come out and say he's not a big fan of this president we need some <laughs> sort of build-up yeah you need to do it a little slower i mean it's like I, hey I just blurted it out the sun uh, is actually 25 yeah. feet away it's just really small Right. Like, if you were to say that to me, I, I, it would shock me. Would it? Yeah. And the flat, earther, flat earthers have believed that for a long time. Oh, really? Just you need to talk to them. Yeah, it's about, I think they said it was 37 miles away. <laughs> really? It was close. <laughs> yeah. It was I close. think they said it's yeah, 37 it miles. Wait, because, you know, the earth is flat. It's round. It's, it's like a disc, like a CD. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, the sun isn't 93 million miles away. That's silly. There's no space like that. There's no, no. big space. Uh, it's, I think, 37 miles above the Earth. And there's never been, of course, any space travel. We've never been to the moon, for instance. And so... Uh, we haven't been to the moon? No. No. I should have known that. And if you've ever been in an airplane and you think you see the curvature... Right. Uh, you don't. You don't. That's well, an optical illusion. So they've got it all covered, man. they got it all covered. But anyway... And by the way... Uh, the real flat earthers believe in global warming. They don't believe it's global because they don't believe in a globe, but they are supportive of the theory it's of disc warming. warming. It is disc warming. And that's true. They actually do buy it. 
That's amazing. Yeah. So I love they're that. Not, the, the actual flat earthers are not global warming deniers. Oh they are global warming believers. Gosh, that's perfect. Yeah. That's perfect. But so anyway, typical. one of the reasons I'm not as big a fan of okay. Barack Obama as some others okay. is because of things like this that he said during a Huffington Post interview last week. What we have done, though, is consistently looked for additional opportunities to get stuff done. Uh -huh. uh, wherever we see uh, a possibility of mm -hmm. increasing wages, yeah. creating more jobs, sure, you've making done a good sure job that, that uh, more people mm -hmm. are able to access yeah. opportunity, yeah. we're going to seize it. And we're going to, wherever possible, try to reach out to Republicans and see if they can work with us. And not, Where no. they're not willing to work with us, we will do it administratively or oh. we will convene the private sector. Uh, by hook or by crook, <laughs> we're going to make sure that when I leave hmm. this office, hmm. Interesting that phrase. the country's more prosperous, more people have opportunity, kids have a better education, uh -huh. we're more competitive. Wow. Climate change is uh, being my taken more seriously than it was, my and we are mind. actually trying to do something about it. Yeah, th th those are going to be the measures by which I look back and say whether I've been Oof. successful as president. Oof. Mm. Well, wow. you failed. Uh, just so you know, you don't yeah, need to look yeah, back because yeah. you failed. We're watching it now, <laughs> and you failed. He's failing in real time, which is amazing. Uh, the, first, the first thing you said there is if the Congress won't work with him, if they won't do his will, he will do it administratively. That is that's an important statement because that's everything we've ever said about this guy in that he is Philip Drew administrator. He is, uh, and who was it? It was a House that wrote that book, right? Mm -hmm. The uh, the real Colonel close House. advisor, Colonel House, to mm -hmm. uh, to Woodrow Wilson, who wrote a book called Philip Drew Administrator, and it was a big hit with Wilson because he wanted to be that administrator. Barack Obama is that administrator. He just does all this stuff administratively. He's not, he's not a dictator. I'm not a tyrant. I'm not circumventing the U.S. Constitution. I'm just getting things done. And I'm doing it administratively because uh, it won't get done otherwise. Yeah, and there's only one way. You, look, you, you, of course you got to get things done. You know, you, you have to. People, that's what the people want. Look, because, look, that's what ch people like about China. Mm -hmm. They just get things done. They don't have to go through all this stuff. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Right? By, and by hook or by crook, we were talking about that. Jeez. That's not a phrase you want to use about yourself. No. Um, and what he, the word is, uh, the phrase is defined as this. By hook or by crook is an English phrase meaning by any means necessary, suggesting that one need not be concerned with morality or other considerations when accomplishing some goal. Need not be concerned with morality or, for that matter, that irritating constitution. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know what that is? It's a charter of negative liberties anyway. And we need to change. Mm. And so uh, let's ignore it. And he'll do it mm. by hook or by crook. And that's what he means. He's not going to let anybody stop him. He's not going to let morality stop him. He's not going to let the U.S. Constitution stop him. No. He's going to do what he wants. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Amazing clip. That's um, why he's not my favorite president. I, again, I don't think he should just come out with that. Just double should, down on that? Just, uh, we should do a network special if you're going to say he's something not like 10. that. He's not top ten. Not top ten? He's not, okay, he's not in my top 20. Five. Or 30. But I wouldn't say he's any less than 44 so far. Oh, okay. He is, he's, okay, he's number 44 on my list. Okay, well, that's not bad. 44. But he is the 44th president, so that, that works out really well. Oh, that's right? good. That's good. So he's number 44, and he's, he'll always be number 44 in my heart. 
until we have a 45, then I'll replace him. <laughs> Probably. Uh, wait. Um, so here is uh, that same president that Pat loves so much uh, uh -huh. talking about the NCAA and all the unfairness he's found. Oh, no. Shouldn't these players be compensated for all the revenue they're generating for sure. the NCAA and the television stations? No. The students need to be taken better care of uh, because they are it's generating a lot of a scholarship. Uh, Do and, they? Uh, an immediate step that the NCAA could take that some conferences have already taken is... is if you offer a scholarship to a kid coming into school, mm -hmm. that scholarship sticks no matter what. It doesn't matter whether they get cut. doesn't matter what? whether they get hurt. You are now entering into a bargain and responsible for them. What does frustrate me yeah. is where I see coaches getting paid millions of dollars, athletic directors getting paid millions of dollars, the NCAA making huge amounts of money, money. and then some kid gets money. a tattoo. Uh, or you know, uh, gets a, a, a free use of a car, and suddenly they're banished. Yeah, that's not fair. I, I like that new. Uh, that's it's not like someone gets a uh, tattoo. It's a, what's that? That's a, mm -hmm. it's an interesting it's a gesture. Mm -hmm. Well, he does this a lot, and then uh, he does that from time to time, and uh, he's. Uh, yeah. Again, he's not my favorite president. No, I mean, I, on this particular yeah. argument, I mean, I, I, I think he actually... It's a stupid argument. I don't think it is. I mean, it's a stupid uh, argument. The idea that you get a don't tattoo... Don't go to school. Don't go to school. You okay, know the rules. Well then, Going in, don't go to school. If, if you don't like the rules, if you don't want a free education, a free ride... Right, but like, you're, that's like, you know, I know what the rules go. are in the United States and I want to change them. I'm not saying that you should break the rules. I'm saying that you should mm -hmm. change the rules if you think they're bad. And I think a lot of the rules he discusses there are kind of silly. I mean, I've never understood why you're not able to go out and make money off your own name. No, well, you should be able to do you that. You should be able to. And I agree talked with about that. that. I, I agree with that. I, you know, there are certain yeah. things I think you as can do. As far as do. paying these guys, it ruins the college sport if you do that. Yeah. It just wrecks yeah. it to me. I don't know. I don't it's know. It's a different game. It's a different game when you start doing it for money. And, and I, I hate that. Now, how many guys come into school and lose their scholarship if they're playing? Right. I mean, uh, almost that. That is yeah. rare. Again, like uh, people who rare. have disciplinary problems lose yes. their scholarships. Uh, you know, if you get hurt. Are there a lot of colleges? I mean, maybe there are. I don't, I don't know the answer to this, to be honest. But is there? Is it a widespread problem with a guy who comes in, gets hurt playing the sport, and then loses his scholarship? It's been my so. experience. No. no to that answer. Right. right. You, had, you had that very no circumstance. That now well, that, not, look, not him. But his son. Yeah, your the son. The talented one. Yes. But. So that was. <laughs> that was. You have no talent. <laughs> no, we just wanted to make sure we knew that the talent he, in the family is, is with Elvis. I got so. what he meant right off the <laughs> But you, <laughs> did the they bat. ever take his, uh, no, not did they ever threaten no, to? No question. No. No, because no, that almost never happens. You're going to give them a chance to come back. Now, if you cut and them if you completely, couldn't. if you cut them or they're thrown out of school, you're not going to... You're not going to waste a scholarship. You've only got a certain number right. of scholarships. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think uh, to there me it does seem like... That, there have been a number of players that have gotten injured where they're done. You know, football yeah. was done for them. And, and they continue I, to I've get the their scholarship. back that up. Yeah, I have yeah, to. Yeah, because yeah, it looks too I, bad for them. And I don't think do that would that, that yeah. would count against your scholarship count once, once they're not on the team. I think if you team. get cut from the team, maybe then. Yeah, I mean, but even then, like I, you know, thinking this out just off the top of my head, I've never considered this as an issue because I don't think it's a big issue. I don't think so uh, either. But if you, you know, my thought would be that you still would, if as a university, uh, want to put the person through school, Correct. even if they didn't make the team, mm -hmm. if that was one of the conditions of them coming to your school. I mean, like you can't, like they, you know, if you if you're an athlete and you have five scholarships and you pick a school and you go there and they decide not to put you on the team, 
I mean, look, that could be your fault, but it could be that they just wind up getting better recruits after you or whatever. And that's that's kind of that's not that's not that's not a good practice, probably. But again, you know, there are, as he said, people doing it themselves, conferences that are doing it already. Mm -hmm. And that's the way you start attracting people who are concerned with that. You start start doing it yourself, and it's already happening. Um, well, those conferences are all. I mean, when he talks about doing it already, I mean, we already talked about how they compensate their players. You live off campus, you get money. You know, the league pays them money to live off campus, and yeah. uh, they get cash. They have spending money. They get food. They get transportation. Yeah, I mean, look, they get clothes. I mean, they get know, an education. They're pretty they're well not taken care of. Getting man. nothing. They're pretty they're well not taken getting care nothing. Of. And I, you know, they do okay. Obviously, and do they a, make a lot of money? Yeah. Yeah, they do. I and, mean, the, the university makes his, a lot of and, money from and football. And Barack's little, uh, you know, his little uh, equal pay and coaches and athletic directors are making too much money. Screw that. Yeah, shut up. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, I, you know, some of that, uh, I think uh, state universities, I would tend to agree uh, in that, like, I just don't, I don't think there should be any. <laughs> wow. So, uh, you know, that's just my own stupid, like, the highest paid person in almost every state in the country is, is the, the football coach yeah. of the state university. And it's like, well, look, I, you know, I don't know that I don't know that there's any reason. I'd rather have all colleges just be private. I hate mm -hmm. to be Mr. Evil, you know, conservative there. I mean, I'd rather have that be the case, but it's not. Um, and I'm not, it's not, again, and that's not the reality. That's priority list. Yeah, we, way off. We yeah, I just, I mean, yeah. yeah. It's just, uh, <laughs> so but, we're there. But again, like the but. NCAA was, when you would go to the NCAA site and search for Johnny Manziel jersey, it would direct you to the Texas A&M page and his number. Now, there, look, it's not a Johnny Manziel jersey. It's just his number on the page of the team mm -hmm. in which he, that he's on. And it's like that is they are making money off of these, these athletes. And, like, I think there is something to be said when it comes to merchandise and stuff like that. That There, there, there probably is something I could there. Go there. I could go there. Yeah. I, as but far as actual talking like salaries, salaries yeah, from yeah. the university. I mean, that's no. fine. I'm, I'm, no. I'm fine with that. I, I do think to some extent it's absurd to, to take these guys and punish them and, and ban schools out of the playoffs for years yeah, and years. What was the deal with Ohio State a couple of years ago? It was yeah, it was tattoos, I think. Wasn't it? it was tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what Obama yeah. was talking about. Well, he and was trading jerseys. Traded jerseys stolen, or something. Stolen yeah, come deal. Shut up. Stuff, yeah. Come on. Come on. Triple eight seven two seven bet. More pads still coming. I mean, but to your point, you got to got to follow the rules when they're there. Yeah. Right. But again, yeah. there's no reason you can't change some of the. And dumb the coaches paid that much money because if the team does well. The university is going to make a ton of money. A lot more people will go there. I mean, yes. From one remarkable leader to another. This is a, a love fest from Barack Obama to Singapore's remarkable leader, visionary. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, a guy also feared for having jailed political rivals for decades without trial and cracking down on protests and the press. Of course, Barack Obama admires Singapore's leader, Lee Kuan Yew. Uh, it's great. Obama paid tribute to him calling him a giant of history and uh, <laughs> one of the great strategists of Asian affairs. He, uh, he called him a, a visionary and a remarkable leader who led Singapore from its independence in 65 to its days as one of the world's most prosperous nations. 
That is fantastic. Um, apparently, he's also uh, a brutal, in some ways, tyrant. So uh, I think Obama probably relates to that, though. Good for him. <laughs> I don't know if he's that bad. Is he in Singapore? Uh, well, he's you know. jailing political rivals without yeah, trial well, for decades. They, they probably deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Okay. All right. They probably deserved it. He uh, cracks down on protests in the press. Yeah, they probably deserved it, too. So hmm. You're right. You can't have protests. Whatever. Yeah, no, right. Right. I mean, if you want to say something, say something positive about the president. If you, right. you know, want to say something negative about the president, don't say that. Wait a minute. It, let's get a close-up of this guy. Um, can, we, can we see him on uh, screen? Is that Bob Schieffer from CBS News? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can see I a little bit. Yeah, Bob I think it is. Yeah. All right. I, I didn't realize Bob Schieffer was the leader of Singapore. That's kind of cool. Uh, also, another another agency that I love and respect, and they've got nothing but uh, goodness running through them, the U.N. Um, U.N. Is, is a place where you find out who really is a problem in this nation. Oh, yeah. I mean, in this world. And who the good nations are. And like, for example, who the good nations tourism. are. Tourism. You're going to put in this, the guy from Zimbabwe, Robert Mugabe. Thank you. As the head of the tourism, uh, right. uh, you know, uh, representation. And, and mm -hmm. if you want the, if you want, uh, you know, you say your human rights abuse uh, head to be Syria mm -hmm. once in a while because it's a rotating thing, mm -hmm. then I think that's fine too. Well, or course, Libya, and they have been. Iran, I think, has been, has been there as well, has headed that up. Well, now they're, they're condemning one of the brutal nations in the world who is just abhorrent on mm -hmm. women's rights. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people might think you're talking about Iran or, or Syria or Saudi Arabia, for, for instance. Um, no, you'd be stupid. <laughs> They've condemned one nation, and it's Israel. Oh, good. Yeah, it's Israel. Mm -hmm. Israel. Uh, you know, because... I mean, women can't do anything in Israel, right? They can't mm -hmm. leave the house without uh, their husband's permission. They can't drive cars. <laughs> they can't hold jobs. They can't be part of the military. <laughs> Except they could do all those things. And uh, in some of the neighboring countries, none of that can be done. Yeah. But there's high levels of unemployment. Oh, boy. For women. How high? Just high. Okay. So, you know, <clears throat> think about that. Mm. And they took aim at Israel uh, in a report titled Situation of and Assistance to Palestinian Women. So I guess they're even responsible for women in neighboring uh, neighborhoods. So um, there you go. 2014 World Economic Forum report on women's political empowerment worldwide. Israel ranked 49th compared to the U.S. at 54. What? What? Okay, it's so stupid. This shows you. Uh, the UN is, is such a complete mm. waste. They should cut it off the island and s yes. sink it. Yes. Yes. Or maybe, I guess push it out to the sea. Maybe it floats. And then you just push it back until it gets to Europe. Just keep pushing it until it gets to Europe because it's obviously where it wants to be. Out of 193 member nations, one was singled out for its treatment of women, and that's Israel. Who isn't he? It's even by their dumb numbers, it has them in the upper, you know, yeah. third. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't even understand why we continue to pay dues to this. In fact, we pay almost the whole freight for the UN. We pay most of their yearly budget. Uh, we allow them on our soil. It's here, and for some reason, 
we can't get a break and neither can Israel or any of our friends in, in the U.N. It's pathetic. I, I, we should shut it down or at least tell them, OK, we're not doing we're, we're not giving you another penny. And, and you can take this thing and stick it in Belgium if you want to. But we're not doing it anymore. When are we going to do that? Never. I don't know. We're never going to do that. No, probably not. Uh, in fact, in that city where uh, the U.N. is, there is a new system that has been developed, and this is uh, going to help you with uh, crime, Pat. It's called um, spot sh uh, Shot Spotter. Okay, Shot Spotter is a gunshot detection system that has been installed over 90 cities across the country. 300 microphones were activated in Brooklyn and Bronx as part of a citywide pilot program. And we've kind of talked about this before as far as the technology goes. It has basically little microphones all over the place, and it can tell where a gunshot came from so that when there's a shooting that happens, they can get police officers to the scene fast. Uh, they can tell uh, where an incident actually occurred, where a shot maybe came from, because they'd be able to detect, like, one microphone picks it up at one time, one microphone picks it up at another time, so you can tell the direction of the shot, perhaps, uh, the exact location. Uh, it's, it's pretty amazing technology. Can they tell the difference between a car backfire and an actual shot? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, I would assume there if probably a, is some if sort of... If a broomstick falls to the ground, can they tell the difference between that and It does pick up a... every broomstick falling to the ground, okay. and I think it's a gunshot, and it executes anyone who drops a broom Wow! automatically. So, uh, yeah, so that is a, it is a minor problem with the system it. so I'm far. probably against it. Uh, but again, you don't drop your broom. So, uh, yeah, that's true. You know, I mean, don't you don't drop, drop your broom, you don't have anything to worry yeah, about. Yeah, how about exactly. some personal responsibility? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, by placing a series of microphones around high-crime neighborhoods, the mm -hmm. system is able to pinpoint the location of a gunshot. That's what we were just talking about. Um, but cases in which microphones have picked up incriminating evidence have raised the eyebrows of privacy advocates who note that there could be Fourth Amendment implications. Uh, on the website, SpotShotter, or Shot Spotter, I keep saying that backwards, claims its microphones do not have the ability to overhear normal speech or conversations on public spe uh, streets and says it does not offer an audio live streaming service for police departments only two seconds before a gunshot and four seconds after a gunshot are recorded. In all cases where voices have been recorded, the words were yelled loudly in a public place at the scene of a gunfire-related crime and within a few seconds of that event. This very much reminds me of what they would say about um, the uh, TSA... Uh, naked scanning devices, where they kept saying, like, look, they can't even see yep. it. Uh, it only goes mm -hmm. off if there's something, then they can see the pictures, and then mm -hmm. we find out later that they actually could see them the whole time. Yep. Or many places, not every place, but many places could see them. And many were storing and sharing and laughing about them and annotating them and sending them on emails around to their friends, to the fat people. Right. Uh, and, you know, and, and then, the hot you know, girls. And that's how we, of course, saw uh, Jeffy. You saw right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean... So I mean, every time I go through the TSA, I ask, hey, got any photos you can share with me? And do they ever? They, they, they never let me in on it. They right. never let me in on it. Yeah. So there you go. It's kind of, it's weird. Uh, you know, they're saying. Put your head in mine. Hmm? Put your head in mine. I, we've seen too much. Too much. Mm-hmm. Well, you forward it to me? And... No. 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 The answer to that is no. What does the uh, UN think about uh, shot spotter? Uh, you know, I, I don't know, and I don't care. Okay. Uh, but uh, my guess is they probably like it. If, they, if they're for it, I'm for it. Okay, good. I think they've proven themselves pretty valuable, yeah. don't you? Yes, I think so. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents do come up.
888727 Beck. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, apparently, Jay Leno was on um, Seth Meyers' show last week. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Surprised they didn't make more news than that because usually when you got the former host showing up on a new host show, even though it's the later version of the show or mm -hmm. whatever, uh, big deals made out of it. But uh, he recalled a time when one of his show's interns asked him what he wanted for lunch, and he said he didn't like Mexican food, and the intern re replied, Whoa! Well, here's, I'll let him tell the story. College kids now are so politically correct. I mean, to the point where, well, I'll give you an example. We had interns at the show, sure. college interns. And like the last year of the show when the interns come in and say, Mr. Lano, I'm getting lunch. What do you want? I said, I don't know. Where are you, where are you going? He said, we're getting Mexican. I said, eh, I don't really like Mexican. He goes, whoa, that's kind of racist. <laughs> no, it's not racist. No, being anti-guacamole is not racist, right. okay? Now, that's, you have no idea what racism is. That's not racist, you idiot. You moron. <laughs> uh, wow. Well, like, yeah. That's how frustrating it is, it though. It is. It is that ridiculous. It has gotten to that level. If you don't like Mexican food, you're a racist. Mm -hmm. Although, if you bring up Mexican food as an example of Mexican culture, you're also you're a racist. You're also a racist. If you yes. associate a Mexican mm -hmm. person with Mexican food, then you are also, also a racist. racist. Uh, really, anything that you do uh, is racist. You are a racist. Yeah. If you're white, yes. If you're white, if you're black, anything goes, man. You can call them crackers. Mm -hmm. You can you can you can use the N word. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, we were just talking about Mexican food, so we will be having a Mexican buffet uh, here coming out. <laughs> Where's the best? Tasha, Stuart, I have no such racism, or no such racist no, tendencies. We, we love Mexican food. Where so. bring it. are the chimichangas? Oh man, I don't know what's uh, going to get here first: the Chick Fil A order or the oh yeah, Mexican we're going to get Well, let's have let's have a race. Let's have a race. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, also, um, speaking of food, um, <laughs> one more thing on the yeah. Mexican food thing. Um, <clears throat> on in the same article, uh, uh, where Ted Cruz said Princess Bride was his favorite movie, mm -hmm. also says he cannot stand avocado. So Me too. again, I'm with him on that. I'm with him too. on that too. This guy I has can't, to be president. I can't find a single thing on which I disagree with him. Not one. Not one. We'll find something. Something's going to come up eventually. But I don't I'm, not, so. I'm going to remember that all That's the other great. times I agreed with him when that happens. Okay, we got to ask him. Toss someone to the side. We have to ask him the real penetrating questions tomorrow. Like, okay, besides Princess Bride, name some of your oh. your other top five. Moulin Rouge. I don't think. Oh. You, I don't think you want to. Do <laughs> I don't that. think Moulin Rouge. Is I don't think be you want to do that. No one. I, even, I do want to do that. Even uh, Baz Luhrmann doesn't have Moulin Rouge in his top five <laughs> movies. <laughs> only Glenn Beck does. It's only Glenn Beck. I like it. It's not top it's five. Fine. But I like it, it was. It was like a good piece. Of filmmaking was the movie great? No, it was brilliant. No, it was not. No, it was, it was brilliant. Not. No, it was not. It was brilliant. There's by no standard was it brilliant. It was well brilliant. done. It was a, 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 a visually attractive film. I mean, it was like a, it was an amazing sort of like achievement as far as you know cinematography goes and effects and things like that. It was not a great film. It was brilliant. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. You know what else is good? I, I really liked Insurgent. Are you a fan of the? I don't. You don't know, like don't Detergent know and it. Divergent and all of those. You're, you're not either. Just yeah, I liked. I liked. Uh, Did you like the Divergent? First one, Divergent. Yeah. yeah. Second one is about like that. It's, yeah, that's it's on okay. that bar. Chocolate mint. Is that one of them? I don't think My so. My wife really like, likes it. Oh, right. the first yeah. one. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's not ugly. Where's your wife's cookies today? Where are you? Brought up your wife. Where's her? Where's the cookies? Where are the cookies? And can she make Mexican food? Where's she the can. Mexican food? She can. Where's the pizza?
888-727-BECK. It's uh, Pat and Stu. Welcome. Ah, so uh, ISIS still around. Uh, shockingly, even though the president is doing such a great job. Oh, my gosh. I, he's degraded. He's, he's diminished. He's, he's deceived. De depressed. Uh, he's depressed them like crazy. They're all... They're all on Prozac now because mm -hmm. of this president. He's and they were happy before, but he depressed them. He's detoxed them. He's detoxed them. He's done, done a juice, juice, juice cleanse. Yeah. They've put yeah. them all on a juice cleanse. Of, a lot of stuff. Yeah, and they've been taking that, le that peppery lemonade. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're all detoxed, all uh, which is great. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I don't understand why they're still around, but uh, they did a, uh, a kill list. Um, and this, the Islamic State Hacking Division, which is a uh, an organization <coughs> not known as of you know, before they released this little report that they did. Uh, and they found 100 uh, uh, military members and posted their uh, information uh, talking about um, uh, their address and their uh, contact information where you can find them, hopefully to kill them, assuming uh, if you're ISIS. Mm. Um, I guess it, from, it looks like they took a lot of this stuff from um, social networks. It's not like they got inside the servers or anything, but they, you know, you're, uh, the information a lot of these people is out out there, their uh, family's information is out there, and they went through and found a lot of it. No one knows whether this is a legitimate threat or if it's something that's just going to scare these people. Um, but you obviously have to take it seriously. When we've learned something about uh, Islamic extremists, when they say things, you start at believing them. You start there, and then you move backwards. If you need to, if you find something that's not true, maybe you find out it's not really a legitimate threat. Uh, maybe at that point you can uh, back off, but you start at the point of believing them. It's kind of a safe way to do it. Mm -hmm. Would you agree with that analysis? Uh, I would. Mm -hmm. I would indeed. Um, so, uh, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of a, it's a little bit odd, but I mean, the whole ISIS thing has been odd from the beginning. Uh, you have basically like teeny boppers going around and uh, joining ISIS from all over the world. It's like this like trendy mm -hmm. thing to do uh, for kids. Uh, apparently, the kids these days going around and just joining ISIS all over the place. A uh, 21-year-old South Carolina man was uh, accused of trying to join uh, ISIS, and he, uh, he vowed revenge and identified uh, with the Charlie Hebdo uh, massacre in France in a, writings, uh, in a series of writings to a newspaper. Uh, Adam, isn't... Another one, isn't, yeah. uh, Wasn't Gadan the American also an Adam? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, that's interesting. Uh, pleaded uh, not guilty last week, attempting to provide material support to a foreign terrorist group and other charges. Sent four letters and two poems. Uh, from jail to the Orange County Register. Poem titled, The Price of Freedom of Speech, ends, Rot in a grave of fire, right where you belong. Je suis Al-Qaeda. Li Leaving another Leaving scar. another scar. It seemed right. like he was going for rhyming, belong, but then just bailed on it the last second. Belong and scar don't seem to work together, do they? No. They don't seem to rhyme. No, but sometimes poetry does not rhyme. Uh, and that poetry you might not recognize true. as bad poetry. Or not poetry at all. Not poetry at all, just uh, writing. Maybe the rantings of a lunatic. <laughs> yeah, Jeffy. Uh, and by the way, uh, Jeffy, just to your question, uh, spoons doesn't technically rhyme with spoons. It's just the same word. Yeah. What? I've been meaning to tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> because Sorry. all of Jeffy's uh, prose ends with the word spoons. Every <laughs> every single line. Oh. We should. So... By the way, it also uh, that's a good point. Starts in, in the he middle. He brings up a good spoons. point. So yeah, no, it's okay. So it's what a good are you point do? for him because it's not yeah. the word spoons, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a great poem, though. The price of freedom of speech. Rot in a grave of fire, right where you belong. Just we Al Qaeda, leaving another scar. <laughs> 
that doesn't really work. Does it? <laughs> it does not. It doesn't really work. You know, the thing is, you, if you're going to do the rhyming thing, you've got to go for it. Yeah. Because he's got, uh, you know, Rotten Game of Fire, Fire, Right Where You Belong, Je suis Al-Qaeda. I mean, there's a little bit, at least has a little bit of rhythm yeah, to it. And it's got a little French going on. And then, and then, and then leaving another sky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, not exactly Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. No. Is he? It's not illegal to write poems. Though, no, right? it's not. You can. Uh, you, you can, can actually you write really crappy ISIS-loving poems in this country. Yeah. Uh, you just can't actually go and try to uh, support them uh, with material uh, support. Uh, you can't try to go and join their organization overseas to fight against the United States. There's some, they get, the government gets so sticky about those things. Yeah, they do. You know? they're, they're, they are sticklers about that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of interesting, too, to mm. see the chart on where this ISIS support is coming from. Did you see this? Uh, did you read about this? Did you see this in paper today? Jeffy, did you see this? I did not, Mr. Leno. Uh, the ISIS supporters, where are they coming from? Uh, number one, you might figure, Saudi Arabia. Okay. Okay. Number two? Also, kind of figures Syria, mm -hmm. and number three is you got your Iraq. I mean, that's I, Iraq. You, you say these first three, and I know you're leading to something more important here. Mm -hmm. uh, but I will say that Saudi Arabia being number one is kind of surprising. <laughs> I would say well, Syria are, and Iraq would be number one and two. Yeah, or Yemen or something. But yeah, I mean Saudi Arabia should we've be always number known, six though, or seven. Saudi Arabia is not really our friend. No, I guess not. And uh, again, so 866 of these. ISIS-supporting tweets came from Saudi Arabia, then 507 from Syria, 453 from Iraq, number four on the list, the United States of America, with 404 tweets. I mean, I, we do have 320 million people here, so is it unusual? Yeah, I think so, because you wouldn't expect a bunch of ISIS-loving tweets to come from here, but there's mm, you know, yeah. a pretty good uh, Muslim population here, and maybe some of them are radicalized. I don't know. I don't know. I would say probably. Number, we're ahead of Egypt. Wow. Ahead yeah. of Egypt, uh, number five. And is it, right, currently, is Egypt's internet turned on? Is that, uh, uh, as far <laughs> as I know, it is. Remember, then, they just turned it off for a while. Number six is Kuwait, followed by Turkey, Palestinian territory. We're ahead of them. Lebanon, uh, UK is at number nine, and Tunisia rounds out the top ten. So that's where the big tweets are coming from that support ISIS. Oh, you hateful fiends. Yeah. Know that revenge will come. Oh, boy. You're standing in front of the one God, uh -huh. a punishment in a fiery sea of carnage and blazing agony. Wow, that still didn't seem to work very well. But See, that's the thing. Uh, now, you, that's another Adam poem? That was just another poem I thought we'd get back to because, um, you know, sure, you could have some tweets about loving or hating the, the country and loving ISIS. Uh, but when they're that meaningful... You don't want to mess with you them. You don't want to mess with them. You know what you want to do is you want to... You want to award him a Nobel Prize, like a Nobel laureate of some sort for poetry or artistry, yeah. or I don't know what the corresponding Nobel Prize would be, but give him one. Give him one, because listen to the beauty again. Oh, ye hateful fiends, know that revenge will come. You're standing in front of the one God, a punishment in a fiery sea of carnage and blazing agony. Now, see, see... An, an agony, agony. Right. kind of works. Yeah, it's kind of one of those. Kind of works. A punishment in a fiery sea of carnage and blazing agony. It's beautiful. Blooms. That's pretty. That's pretty good. Well, it's good, Jeffy. Yes, you got it. Thank there you. Very go. good. There you go. Um, uh, by the way, no new developments uh, in the uh, fight against getting the president to admit it's radical Islam. Uh, apparently, <laughs> that's still no, not they're working. They're hardcore on this. They are um, absolutely hardcore. Unlike, let's say, Starbucks 
who realizes they're doing something, get mocked for it by every single side of the aisle and bail on it after a few days. Our stupid administration continues to act as if this isn't radical Islam. Latest example from uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News with uh, CIA Director John Brennan. Recently of the ideology, your word, that fuels ISIS. What is that ideology? It is a very uh, twisted, mm -hmm. perverted, twisted, uh, perverted uh, interpretation, interpretation of a religion that religion. they purport no, to represent, one. but in no way do they represent. Of a religion. It's an ideology of violence. That's what it is. It is not so a religious is? ideology. Well, okay. Islam is certainly a part of it, isn't it? They purport to be Muslims, but as I said, the oh. overwhelming majority of Muslims throughout the world mm -hmm. roundly denounce and condemn what they're doing. Well, and that's why we should not give them any type of religious that. legitimacy. This gets to your refusal and the president's refusal to talk about Islamic extremism. Are you prepared to say they're Islamic extremists? I'm prepared to say that they're extremists, they're violent terrorists who Terse. misrepresent what the Islamic religion is about. Yes, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I do it. I'm absolutely not, but I'm absolutely willing to do that. They act as if they are saying it, and then they don't say it. Uh, yeah. And and he says, uh, yeah. you know, what we're asking for them to say it's radical Islam, mm -hmm. and what they say is it's a twisted, uh, perverted version of a religion. Mm -hmm. What we're ra you mean a radical Islam? No, I'm I'm thinking Presbyterianism. They even say it. I think the Presbyterians. Uh, I think a lot of them claim to be Presbyterians. I don't think so, Pat. You don't think so? Because don't they worship the one Allah thing too? The, no, I don't no? think that's the way that goes. No. Baptists? Hmm. No, I don't. Mm. No, I don't think Epis so. Oh, it's Episcopalians. No, it's not. It's Episcopalians. No, it's... That's the religion they're perverting. Stop it! Stop it <laughs> right be a now! Really perverted. That's version of Episcopalians <laughs> uh, to get to the there's the worshiping Allah. Uh, it would be it would be to perverted version. It's such a weird thing though. It's like they are saying synonyms of the words we're requesting them to say, but they, they won't yeah. say them. Yeah, it's so weird. And political, it's politically correct bullcrap that they've just allowed to run amok with their heads. And I I don't know if, who they think they're fooling. Yeah, I mean, the, the theory goes back to the Bush administration where um, they were criticized for using the word jihad. Um, and one of the reasons for that was in, like, if you're someone who you're a good Muslim or you're a Muslim living in one of these countries and you're trying to decide whether al-Qaeda or ISIS is a, a good or bad group, you don't understand much about them, you're hearing about them, and then you hear the group, the country you've always disliked, America, saying something like, uh, these, they're, they're extreme uh, uh, Muslims. Uh, they're radical extremist uh, Muslims. And, and the, uh, they're going on jihad. Well, to the average Muslim, jihad isn't seen as this word that they've never heard of. It's this word that they talk about in church all the time, and it's not... It's supposed to mean struggle or whatever. Mm -hmm. So they think, well, I guess they really are. It really is a war on religion. They're saying they're at war with this group and they're bombing these people and they're saying they're Muslims. And it's like, look, it's, it's a silly argument. I mean, the bottom line is this is not going to be a, a war won on language. This is not going to be a war won on what we call them or what. Like, that's part of it. It indicates how they're treating this problem. It indicates they're not serious about it because they won't even talk the tr speak the truth about it. But it's not going to be one uh, in the you know in the dictionary. 
it's going to be one on the battlefield. It's going to be one with uh, forces of, uh, of, uh, of sanctions and bombs and bullets and these, all these scary things that we don't want to talk about. But that, but that, that is where it's going to be won. If we wouldn't have called the Germans uh, Nazis in World War II. Right. Well, it's a perversion of national socialism that we just don't agree with. And uh, I, we, I wouldn't say they're national socialists, but uh, I, would, I would say... They call themselves national socialists. They call socialism. themselves, but I won't dignify that and degrade socialism by calling them national socialists. Would we have won that war? I don't know. I don't know. If you can't even admit who you're fighting against, I, I don't know that you can. I, I, maybe that's a maybe that's just a uh, you know something we've created in our own heads that you have to identify them before you can beat them. But it's like I, it, I don't know. And well, I, we are fighting them, are we though? Yeah. Are I mean, we really? Look, I think that this is a completely legitimate point to bring up because of not necessarily because the words aren't being said, but because it indicates how they're actually treating the problem. Yeah. And it's like the other side of this, though, is more ridiculous. Like, we're supposed to believe because some some normal uh, Muslim walking around the streets of Qatar is going to say, well, I guess they're not saying that ISIS is Islamic, so therefore I won't like them. They're going to believe Obama's? Uh, interpretation? They're going to believe uh, our NSA director or our Department of Defense guys believing whether they're analyzing if they're Islamic or not? They're going to make their own opinion up over these people. These people know the religion better than we do. I mean, it's like, it's a ridiculous thing that's like trying to bring people into the tent by just being nicety nice. And it's not, it's, it doesn't work. It's never worked. And uh, they just continue to do it because now they've been backed into this corner of defending it for too long. Un again, unlike Starbucks. Unlike, this is the same thing with government all the time. Unlike a, a corporation that has to answer to the people coming into the store, these people don't have to answer to anybody. They just do whatever the hell they want. And, you know, they're already, they've already been elected, so they don't have to worry about that anymore. So they just keep going down this ridiculous road and acting as if this decision was a good one when everyone knows it's not. Ugh, it's so stupid. These guys will never turn from that stupid path that they're on, though. They, uh, they're... They're so narcissistic and they're so stubborn that they'll, I, I don't think they'll ever turn no. from this path. Hmm. It's going to take a change of administration. 888 beck More Pat and Stu coming up. Jeff, your thoughts? Hey, well, you brought up so stupid. I think you just asked yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Good. Very nice. Too. You messing with uh, Jeffy's feet again? Yeah, I just put it on the side. He was going to say it anyway. <laughs> spoons? It was spoons, yeah. <laughs> uh, go to the feed, and you can see Jeffy's, by the way, talking to you all every day in the feed. Uh, it's not, we don't only use it when we vote for Douche Hall of Fame. You can go there anytime, theblaze.com slash the feed. Jeffy's mm -hmm. in there blabbing about whatever he does, and he's typing spoons over and over again. <laughs> uh, all right. Are smartphones making our kids mentally ill? I think the answer is clearly yes. <laughs> yes, they are. Of course you do. They are. So, there you go. <laughs> so, we'll see Good you night, uh, tomorrow. Uh, Good night. Good night. Drive safely, Patents everybody. <laughs>
so why are they? Why? Because well, a leading child psychotherapist, uh, Julie, Julie Lynn Evans, believes easy and constant access to the Internet is harming youngsters. Uh, Julie Lynn Evans has been a child psychotherapist for 25 years, hospitals, schools, families. She, she says she's never been so busy. In the 1990s, I would have had one or two attempted suicides a year, mainly teenage girls taking overdoses. The things that don't get reported now, I could have as many as four a month. Now, okay, uh, I don't know if that's smartphone related. It <laughs> um, could be joke. a lot of things, well, yeah, big, right? Big leap there, yeah. Why, why, why is the well, smartphone? Well, she says with a smartphone as opposed to an earlier generation of brick mobiles uh, that could only be used to keep in touch with worried parents, youngsters can now uh, access the Internet without adult supervision in parks, on the street, wherever they want, wherever they go. So there are difficult chat rooms, uh, self-harming websites, anorexia websites, pornography whole invisible world of dark places in real life we travel with our children uh when they're connected via their smartphone to the web they usually travel alone okay yeah i could see maybe some substance to that um this is an interesting question because I, I was talking about this this weekend about when kids get phones and mm -hmm. my my opinion was they can get a phone at some point but that phone will only call me essentially <laughs> like yeah. it's i want one of those phones Yes. Uh, that's just like just call mommy those. and daddy and nine one one, and then you never get any other information out of it. Um, so, I, what is what was your policy on this, Pat? Because you're about as like I consider you as one of the the parents. Like I, I'm not going to be have more fortitude than you. Like I, mm. I, I like you're you're the top level. Like I'm never I'm not going to be able to to stick to things more than you. I hope to get to that level on certain things. Okay, but I don't feel like I'm ever going to be like okay, Pat. Like, uh, Pat gave in on the phone thing at, at 10 years old. I'm not making it to 12. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So what, what, was, what was the 14. pattern with your kids? 14. Four, 14. And 14 is full smartphone usage? Yeah, I, I, and I don't know if that's the right thing. I, you know, I, I look back on this kind of stuff, and I think, and we take them from them at night, you know, okay. make them give them back to us at night so they can't have access oh, to them alone that? in the rooms. It's great. And then we recharge them down, downstairs where we have access to them and they don't. And those kinds of things. So there are some restrictions, but we have we have let them have phones at fourteen. At fourteen. Do you monitor what they do with them? Yeah. Like how? Do you have a program set up? Do you have? A, do you just no. log in whenever you want? Yeah, we can we can log in and check it out, look through it. Um, probably don't do that enough. Um, you gotta be really be diligent if you mm -hmm. really, and you have to want to know too. Yeah. I mean, some people just don't want to know. know. That's a big thing. I don't want to know. I don't. Yeah. I don't want to. You know, and you can't. It's hard not to be that way. I do. I'm hoping my kid finds some stuff I didn't know about. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. I guarantee you. Go ask him. He'll show you. What did you do, Jeff? I know. You've gone through. I know. You have children. Yeah. Um, you know. Obviously, for the gene pool, not necessarily a positive thing, but they they turned out wonderfully. I did uh, pretty much that. I mean, I got the what you had talked about. I mean, I got a, uh, a pay off the phone, a burn phone, burner phone. <laughs> you got your kids' burner phone. I got them a burner phones? phone and just paid for the minutes and said, "This is what you get. This is what you get." Uh, it was cheaper. So, do they already have phones? It was cheaper. No. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, so this Elvis is had, until Elvis. he until he went to college, he had a burner phone all through high school. Oh, really? I paid minutes, and he just used the phone to call. You know, that that was his phone. But it didn't. Does it get on the internet? Mm -hmm. Or no, no. Just a, so the burner phone is is like old just school. Calls. Yeah, and that's why. And Max has that's one. Good. And Max is that's farther than I. He has, I went. He has one. The same thing. So yeah. he can call anyone with those phones, yeah. or is it one of yeah, those? Yeah, he can restricted? call anyone he okay. wants. But I mean.
but no smart, no internet access. Right. It's text is probably the way to go. Yeah. Text mm -hmm. or no? Uh, I think so. I'm not sure that I have okay. to look at that phone yet. But I mean, the internet is, I guess, that. Because I mean, like, you could do this thing where you're like, I think the typical parental thing to do is like, all right, I'm not putting a computer in their room. It's going to be in a public area. Because if they're yeah, going to be on the computer. For a long time. Right, and that's okay. I, that makes sense. But then I guess if you're giving them a smartphone, it doesn't matter. Right. You know? There's a weird thing going on, and I think they're learning about it on the internet, but I'm hearing a lot about this cutting thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kids are like really? into this cutting themselves. Thing. Again? What is that? Yeah, that's been around for a while. What is that? This yeah. bizarre. And I, I, I don't know, it. are they all getting nothing, together and. I mean, that, if you want That's to... not something natural. You know what? I think I'm going to cut my arm up. Uh, with a knife. No, but if you want to go scissors. back to the fight that we talk about with Glenn all the time, is that uh, nothing's real, so they couldn't cut themselves, and it's real. That's how they feel. That's that's right. the thing is that they they don't feel anything anymore because they're so desensitized with video games, with all the stuff that's going on, and so that. I mean, that's a tough argument though for me. That's, that's how they feel. Because you, are, in all seriousness, I'm I'm somewhat surprised from you because you've always been since the moment I've known you. And as much as we call you a complete dirtbag, I mean, you have always been the guy, like, I'm not going to be word police on my kids. I know. I'm not the word police. No. I'm not the word police. No, I, you're not. I hate that. What does that mean? Word, you're not going to be word police. I, what does that mean exactly? Just talk. What do you mean, just talk? You can't say that. There's swear. Yeah, yes, it's okay to swear. <laughs> See? This is real. Words. This is not Jeffy being uh, Jeffy. This is words. real. Words. Right. They don't mean it. They, that's exactly what words do is they mean things. That's exactly what they do. You can't say they don't mean anything. That's exactly what words they do. They mean something, yes. Yes. But I know mm -hmm. what you're saying. Uh, How about these words for you? Mm -hmm. No, I won't say okay. <laughs> It's probably a good idea. You can't do that here. There are yeah. restrictions here. I feel like maybe uh, I just kind of check out of this parenting thing when they're still like it's cute. A it's you know, like they're yeah. cute and little and they don't yeah. do anything wrong. It right. sucks. You kind of check out. I'm not probably going to be a, I'm probably going to be a bad influence anyway. So get out of the way. You it know? sucks. And if Fire I remember market. correctly... <laughs> I remember being in a room okay. with you, uh, and there was I, I one or two other never, humans never in the happened. same room, Okay, and we were advising you not to ever have children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is why. This is why, because I this thought it was just why. because you were just a, you know, a deadbeat. This is why. Um, but you're saying because of... It, no, this is why. There's difficult just, decisions, and yes, just at some point, you just have to basically let it go, right? Like, I mean, that doesn't mean you don't try to help your kids and, and try to make them the best people they are but at some point you have to let go of that that idea that they're going to be these perfect things and like, like yeah. that's where i am now like i you know like i they're but just so great know. they're three and two and they're just great mm -hmm. you, know, you have your tough times challenging times testing times this weekend was a little bit of that where they just you know you're they're acting up and they're testing you and all that other stuff but it's not they're just still these perfect great yeah. things you know that seemingly are just all you know like they're just sweet look at them sleep creatures. they're so beautiful wait till yeah. they turn on you wait till they turn on that'll you. that'll be crushing yeah it's crushing it's awful triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven you're just gonna end with that i'm gonna end with that yeah it's awful it is <laughs> usually doesn't last forever no it doesn't it just it's usually they're teenagers and it's not all of them uh but once in a while someone's going to Go yeah. off the rails for a while, yeah. and uh, you just gotta you gotta pray your way through it, and and love your way through it, and uh, hope they come back, and they generally do. It's like those stupid years, thirteen to eighteen. They're just morons. They're just freaking morons. But you know what? Luckily, we give them the right to vote right around there. That's the That's good thing. Good. That's, That's the time. And, we and again, thirty-five. Mm -hmm. It's the voting age. Mm -hmm. Thirty-five.
and that's why. Do you think we can get Ted Cruz to adopt that? In, uh, I, we're going to ask him about it tomorrow. <laughs> we're going to ask him about it tomorrow morning on the radio. <laughs> Meanwhile, a 12-year-old uh, girl. Here's, here's the other thing that will happen. Speaking of turning on you, a uh, 12-year-old uh, is accused of trying to poison her mom for taking away her iPhone. <laughs> uh, she's been detained for allegedly trying to kill her mother twice by poisoning her drinks with bleach after mom took away her iPhone. A uh, woman first fell sick on March 2nd after drinking a smoothie. Uh, while she noticed the smell of bleach from the glass, the woman assumed her daughter hadn't rinsed it properly. That's where I'm dumping out the drink and using another glass if I'm smelling bleach. On March 6th, the mother was at uh, Boulder Community Hospital when she contacted authorities to investigate. Woman no longer in the hospital is in fine condition, apparently. Uh, but her 12-year-old daughter was detained on two counts of attempted first-degree murder she had pre-planned this a couple different times because her mom took away her iPhone. Now, do you love your way through this? <laughs> I don't That's know a hard what one, you man. do with That's a tough one. That is. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess you love them no matter what, right? It's unconditional. It's Have unconditional, you? but you also let them be arrested and go through it. Yeah. Oh, have to. yeah. Oh, yeah. Have to. I, I mean, mean uh, you know what? Do you want them in your house again? I mean, you know, how do you even... I, I don't know. I don't know. This is not something funny. This person tried that's to kill not, you. That's not funny. Multiple times. Yeah, that's an issue. Yeah, that's a, that's a problem. That's a big freaking issue. Mm -hmm. you got serious, serious issues when your kids are trying to kill you. And it goes back to, uh, you know, the iPhones causing mental problems, right? So, yeah. I mean, same thing. And there's, you know, there is a lot of darkness on the Internet. There's a lot of light, but there's a lot of darkness on the Internet. And if they get involved in that, it can be really bad. Mm. And I, I don't know that that's what caused this particular 12-year-old girl. There's a lot of things that could figure into that, but uh, it's a little scary. Interesting. And then, and then yeah. when do you decide about cutting off Charlie Sheen from the Internet? That's what I wonder, too. <laughs> Eventually, there comes a point when you've got to say to Charlie Sheen, we're taking away your iPhone, too. Did you see what he just tweeted over the weekend? Mm. Uh, he's, he's very upset about uh, Barack Obama. And he criticized Obama for not attending a soldier's funeral. I don't know which soldier he was talking about. But, he also, but that he found time to fill out his March Madness bracket. I mean, you know, it's right. legitimate if it's true. Mm. Yeah, and he skipped a lot of soldiers' funerals. Yeah. Uh, Chris Kyle among them. Um, but he tweeted out... He, referring to Obama as Barry Sartira Kenya. Barry, <laughs> I can only assume he's talking about Barry Sartoro, but he says Barry Sartira Kenya. Like Peter Sartira? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Except with an S instead of a C. Okay. Uh, and he said the funeral, uh, oh, I guess Mediate concluded the funeral Sheen was talking about was likely the one of Deputy U.S. Marshal Josie Wells. And he didn't attend that. Like, he's going to go to a deputy marshal's funeral? Oh, I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy, but he can't go to everybody's funeral around the world. Um, but he was really pissed off about it, and he uh, slammed him. And, and uh, Sheen later defended the Kenya joke portion of his tweet, reminding readers that Obama himself recently joked it. So it was a joke. Okay. I mean, we know that that Sheen is deeply involved with conspiratorial people. Yeah. yeah one of whom has, has seen your hernia. Mm -hmm. I saw your hernia, Charlie. Yeah. And I loved it, man. Remember I put my tongue on your hernia? Remember that? <laughs> Remember? You came over to my house. I saw you all sweaty and you were working out. I put my tongue on your hernia just to make sure it was real. 
What did it taste? It tasted really good. Remember that? Remember? So he's got that guy going for him. Mm -hmm. And uh, apparently he's been quite influenced by that. So he's not an Obama fan anymore. Mm. Mm. I'll bet you that initially he was big. In, I'll bet he probably voted for Obama in 2008. Could, well, he was a 9-11 truther, though, throughout was that Was he beginning period. even yeah, before that? I think so. So I... I think he, I think he's just off the rails politically completely. You know? And in every other way, too. And also in every other fashion of his mm -hmm. life, yeah. All right. Was Triple he, Did he ever make it back to uh, Two and a Half Men? <laughs> no, so no. He, was that a, he was going to do, wasn't he going to do like a Ashton cameo Kutcher or did it, right? All right, I thought, it wasn't there, was it, did he do the final episode of that show yet? Uh, they did? Yeah. And he didn't over. make it back? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. no. Sad. Sad. Yeah, very sad. Mm. Yeah. Don't care. I was really sad. looking forward to that. Well, that's what happens when you let people lick your hernia. Or Pat and Stu coming out. Yeah, that's not, right. I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point. What happens? Don't let well, anybody lick your hernia. Well, I don't want to know. I'm not going that far. Okay. I mean, like you'd make an exception for uh, who, for Triple eight seven two seven back. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, March Madness going hot and heavy. How's your uh, how's your bracket holding up? Did not do one. <coughs> really, you I didn't do one. Man, I don't care at, at all. all. I just was filling out Glenn's as, as he was doing okay. his, but I did not I didn't right. bother. That's I've lo I've lo I've lost so so much interest in college basketball. I mean, I've, I've watched a few moments here and there of some mm -hmm. of the games, but I just don't care anymore. I used to follow it like crazy, but I mean, mm -hmm. I really know nothing about the teams anymore. Mm -hmm. Really don't. Jeff, how's yours? No, no, it's okay. I mean, it's hanging in there. Oh, are you ahead? Took a of, hit with Villanova, of course, but uh, yeah, are you ahead or you? behind of uh, behind Glenn? I would, I would say very much ahead. I would say very much. He's twelve very teams much ahead. Left. Twelve teams? Yeah. I'll go get my thing and see how much, how far, how, how many I have left. All right. I mean, I could. I mean, you'd be way ahead of him, sure. right? I mean, I'm I think sure. I you know, we got. You have a max. What do we got? Sixteen left. He's got twelve. You got twelve. I mean, uh, that's got, a lot. I mean, because Villanova, you know, we know you don't have, so you're down to admit a maximum of fifteen. Correct. I mean, you can't be that far ahead of him. Uh, well, that's probably true. Yeah. I, does he really have twelve out of sixteen yeah. teams? Yeah, and you Obama has eight. That can't be. It's true, and Obama has eight of sixteen. That can't be. <laughs> All right, I've got Kentucky. There's one. Yep. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maryland's gone. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Maryland's gone. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame. Yeah, that's two. Wisconsin. Three. Uh, okay. Uh, shoot, I took Arkansas over UNC. How'd so, I do that? Still three. Okay. Xavier. They're there, right? Arizona. Four. Arizona's five. <sighs> Villanova's gone, so mm -hmm. that hurts a lot. Uh, Louisville is gone. Is Louisville there? No. Yeah, Louisville's in. Louisville's in. Okay, six. Okay. Oklahoma, seven. They're in. Virginia's gone. Mm -hmm. Virginia's there. Now they're Virginia's out. Oh, no, in. they lost to Michigan State. Yep. Duke, eight. Utah, mm -hmm. nine. Nine. As much as I hate him, I picked him. Uh, UCLA, ten. Gonzaga, eleven. Eleven. Ah, That's Glenn's not He's guaranteed, though, I will finish it. You, you are way ahead of the president. I'm way that. ahead of the president. You're not I'm way ahead. Not of the <laughs> <laughs> that is unreal. Yeah, twelve to sixteen is pretty good. For That's, really good. Yeah, that's, pretty that's good. really good. That's really good. 
So. Uh, usually, to get that done, you know, it's such it's such a crapshoot. I mean, really, it, it's so hard to to know. I mean, that's why they said they did um, this thing of uh, the first round. They, uh, ESPN. I think I said I didn't say Wichita State. I've got Wichita State. Too, okay, so, so that's ten. twelve. One. Yeah, twelve. Two, three, four, five, six. Louisville in or out? Louisville's in. Seven. Oklahoma eight. Duke nine, ten, eleven, twelve. We're so tied. tied. We're tied. We're tied. Um, but that's pretty good. Uh, they said uh, eleven point seven million. It was a lot. Um, yeah. uh, entries in the um, uh, ESPN bracket contest. Uh, after the first round, there was one correct. Oh my gosh! One, really? One, one that was person. totally correct. One was totally correct after the first round. Eleven point seven million. One. One. After the first round. <laughs> after the first round. Are there any left? Absolutely correct. That was absolutely correct. Are there any left? But that's predicting what thirty-two games. I mean, uh, one. That's really good. I'm though. sure they don't. I mean, and the guy obviously the guy had like you know I guess you could you had to predict scores of the final four games or something. Mm-hmm. His his final was Duke winning fifty-eight to nothing. Yeah, I don't know if it was said, a misprint or what. Yeah, he what? said that he believed that uh, he believed that he wrote fifty-eight fifty-two. But he said, I don't know where they got the zero from, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But, yeah, he actually one person. And Bleacher <laughs> Report did the same type of contest and had none left after the first round. I don't know how many entries they had. Wow. But, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah. It, you know, right. and so you could see that it's not easy to do. But to have 12 of 16 is pretty good. I would say that's a, that's a good performance. I'm happy with it. Uh, 8 of 16 is not that good. No, it's I mean, not. That's, that's, uh, I mean, it's half. It's, that's not bad. But still, like, half are kind of a – I mean, you know, there's – if you pick the the one seed, you're going to get three right there. I mean, you know, like you're, yeah. you know, ones and twos, True. you're going to get most of them. And only one two lost, right? Or did two two of them lose? Uh, well, one remember. for sure. Right? I don't know. So I don't know. It's a uh, but it's got one seed out already. Yeah, though. Villanova. I really That's hope, amazing. I just really hope Glenn beats the president. Yeah, then. I do too. No, I okay. do too. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of speaking of yeah, Kansas gone already. They, I mean, they're not a huge tournament team. Every once in a while, you know, they might make their way to the Final Four, but yeah, they're not like Duke Virginia who gets there all the time, all the time. I mean, Duke can have a crappy year, still make the Final Four. Yep. It's they're they're amazing. Yeah, I hate Duke. Um, meanwhile, the uh, stories behind the March Madness mascots, kind of interesting, I guess. Villanova Wildcats. Uh, Will D. Cat most closely resembles the Bobcat, which uh, Pennsylvania-based university's official website admits is usually found in the southwest United States. <laughs> or Oops. So, yeah, what, why? So why are they? I don't know. That's, uh, it's kind of uh, weird. Uh, Cavaliers, uh, University of Virginia. Uh, the Cavman, been around since 1984. The Cavalier song was determined to be the best uh, fight song entry in a 1923 college newspaper contest, inspiring the nickname, the Cavalier song. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I would say the best, what is the best song, like fight song for a university in the country? I think it's USC's, right? Or Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame and USC are great. Michigan's good, too. Uh, What is that? Hail to the... Hail to the victors. Hail to the victors. Uh, all right. Uh, also, at number three, we got University of Oklahoma Sooners. They're still in it. Boomer and Sooner are uh, anthropomorphic ponies. They represent the actual <laughs> ponies that pull the Sooner schooner. Technically, the Sooner schooner wagon remains the official mascot. I don't... Uh, okay. University of Utah Utes. Uh, Swoop is a red-tailed hawk that first appeared on the Salt Lake City campus in '96. University says their nickname Utes, of course they say this, is used with the Ute Tribal Council's permission. Ah, 
That makes me root against them. Thank you. Uh, we got the Ute you. County, uh, yes. we got their tribal councils yes. permission before saying that because we don't want Barack Obama to be mad at us and Harry Reid might write us a letter. Right. Ugh. And as you know, all, all Utah fans are drunk and evil anyway. You know that. Really? Yeah. No, hey, well, hey, what was the last every... uh, What? The Utah Ute, Ute fans? Yeah. Yeah. You heard me. <laughs> Is that they're drunk and evil? Because and you're a BYU fan, you say that? It's or part of why, yes. It's part of why. The other part is because it's true. <laughs> when, we were in, when we were in Utah, I, I, I think I heard that on the street. Yeah, it's, it's all over. Everybody knows it. And I'm not a BYU Everybody fan, but they were... It. Yeah. Yeah, they... Right? You know it to be true. Oh. So. Uh, SMU Mustangs? Where'd that come from, Stu? I moved on. <laughs> I don't know. Let me look. Uh, it's a, a black Shetland pony. Uh, tended to Peruna. I don't know anything about it. Uh, Peruna he, the ninth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Uh, so there you okay. go. The Jayhawk obviously comes from uh, the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah. <laughs> and, Kansas uh, sucks. Too. Kansas is right up there with the Kansas youth. sucks. The Jayhawks. Yeah. They're right up there. Go with to mental philosophy when I read about this stuff. Yeah. It's uh, they did a great uh, Notre Dame Fighting all. Irish. I mean that comes from uh, that comes from racism. Racism. Yes, it people it who are Irish or drunks. Is Flat what out saying. racism. Mm -hmm. Yes. Drunks like the University of Utah fans, right? Mm -hmm. That eat small children. So there you go. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents to come up. They eat large children. Too. Large I mean, they're not that big. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> I didn't mean to imply that they only eat small children. They're much more evil than that. So it doesn't matter what size it is. Like you can't fatten up your kid to avoid it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you know this, um, but 100% of the U.S. population is gluten intolerant. <laughs> um, and it just happened in the last two years. Yeah, no one ever just heard of it before the uh, last couple of years. And now everyone in America is dying of is bread. Dying of gluten. Yes. Dying of bread mm -hmm. consumption. And it's got to stop. That's why. No one can eat bread anymore. Now, this is a... Any grain. Pat brought up, brought up a great point. Now, look, you expect the, le the left to be uh, assigning themselves to whatever fad diet or whatever fad thing comes into play. Like, oh, I'm, I'm gluten-free. Like, you kind of expect mm -hmm. that. However, you, it, a lot of conservatives went down oh this gosh. road as well, which is odd, as Pat brought up brilliantly... Because there's a book that tells a story about bread that is pretty <laughs> close to our hearts. It seems pretty clear in the Bible. Mm -hmm. The bread is the staff of life, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, even if you you don't want to look at the fact that you know there's no like. I mean, there's just not a lot of people who actually have this uh, this uh, affliction that you have to deal with going gluten free. It's right. just it's just something like everyone has decided they want to do this. But there's no backup to this scientifically at, at all. However, go past that. You go to the point where, uh, you know, the thing that's supposed to really inform the way we act, if you're a religious person, kind of also specifically says bread is okay. And when my wife was on this kick, she came, she said her, her comeback to me was, well, because it says bread is the staff of right. life. It's the staff of life. Well, but grains were different then. Yeah, but the Lord knew they were going to be different. <laughs> and, 
he still said it was the staff of life. Yeah. Still calls for grains. Mm -hmm. in, in any kind of suggestion that you get scripturally, mm -hmm. there's a lot of grains involved in, in our food consumption. We're not supposed to only eat meat or only eat fruits or only eat vegetables. There's a lot of grains, too, and we're supposed to eat a balanced meal. And uh, so I, that's what I was trying to emphasize. And frankly, I won. <laughs> this is why yeah, we bring this up. Because I Pat won. has never won I never before. I never win. Uh, I won this. You won one. I won this. You're saying bread is back. Bread is back. We've got to talk about this on the radio. Bread this is huge. is back. And this time, it's pissed. So your argument won. My argument won. Yeah, because I went all biblical on her. She, <laughs> and then she soaked. It's, I could tell. It marinated for you a few days. You went before uh -huh. the Supreme Court and uh -huh. won. And won. Argued the case. Uh, the Supreme, went, Court uh, Supreme Court Chief Justice heard the case. Mm -hmm. Let it marinate for a few days. Started buying bread again. Nice. Wow, that's a fantastic. huge turnaround. That this awesome? is unbelievable. It's awesome. We'll see now. Kansas farmers are are busy uh, researching right now breeding gluten free wheat. So yeah, I, I, I there's no need for this. Look at <laughs> gluten intolerance is a real medical condition. So we're, I'm not saying that in no case is yeah. this legitimate. It's a celiac disease, right? Yeah, it's known as and, called. and that's a real deal. And I've known people with it, and and it really does make them sick. I've seen it. But it's a fairly rare and a real, it's a fairly rare condition and a real hassle for those who suffer from it. Yes. But for those of us who don't suffer from it, there's no reason to avoid it. Mm. There's no reason. Why, if you're not gluten intolerant, why stop eating grain? Why? Yeah. I don't get it. And, and really, I think there's no reason. And I think it's counterproductive and I think it's unhealthy. You just eat everything in moderation. I don't do that, but that's what we should do. <laughs> that's not the point. That's not the point of the argument. No, right. No, that's no. not the point. No. The uh, point isn't whether I'm a giant fat slob right now. The point is, is gluten uh, dangerous to everybody? And the answer is no. And what's happening now is that doctors all over the place are just saying, yeah, go on a gluten-free diet with no reason for. Right. They told my son to do that. They said, well, yeah, he's uh, gluten sensitive or whatever. And then we saw the report afterwards. He's got no gluten allergy. None. Mm. His, his tolerance to gluten was just like mine. There's no reason. And, and so for months and months, he went without bread of any kind. And it was like, you know, why do we put ourselves through this? Yeah, no, it's And why are doctors torture. doing this? Yeah, um, I guess there's some guy on, on YouTube that's trying to figure out how to become gluten intolerant. Uh, <laughs> really? Watch. That's interesting. Being gluten intolerant used to be limited only to those who are actually intolerant to gluten. Mm -hmm. But with the cutting edge information I'm sharing with you in this video, you too can be gluten intolerant regardless <laughs> if you're truly intolerant to gluten or not. Being gluten intolerant is a fantastic opportunity for you to assert your dominance on the lives of everyone around you, which helps improve your life. So if you're ready to have a ravenous appetite for impossible standards and dogmatic feelings of victimization, then let's get started on what you need to do to become gluten intolerant. All right. Be restaurant savvy. Go to regular restaurants and order. After they've brought you exactly what you've ordered, you discover there's gluten in it. This is the exact time you'll want to profess your gluten-free morals to the waiter. <laughs> is there gluten in that pizza? Yes. I didn't know that when I ordered it. I can't eat that. I'm gluten intolerant. <laughs> it's a condition. You're going to have to take that back.
<laughs> I love that he has a flower in his hair. Yeah, this guy's funny. That's good. This, so I guess he's a big YouTube guy. Is I, he? I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't, you know, I've never seen him before, but he's, he's pretty funny. Yeah, that's it's, funny. Uh, it's pretty funny. JP, pretty is that his name? Yeah, I watched that whole star thing. JP tells you exactly how to become gluten intolerant. That's funny. Uh, it's it's what it's so bizarre. I mean, like the same thing happened with low carb, and the same thing happened with, you know, nine, you know, St. John's Wort, and uh, you yes. know, uh, echinacea, and uh, I mean, you yes. can just list the five thousand things that everyone's been. But the gluten kick, the, the gluten one's annoying because now every menu has gluten free, gluten -free. everything. Yeah. Um, which look, it's the market. You know, I mean, reacting, fine. which is great. I mean, it, look, if people want it, they want it. But uh, I mean, I, I just really Do, like but my bread. people want it for dumb reasons. Yeah. They just think well, now, they've been conditioned now to think, well, I shouldn't have gluten. Well, grains are yeah. terrible and right now. By the way, 90% of the people who are doing this are the same people telling you. Uh, you know that uh, you you have to listen to the scientific consensus on every other topic. Yes. You know yeah. it's like uh, there's no look. You know we had I had the uh, the guy uh, who did the the what's the name of the diet uh, the paleo diet right yeah, yeah the paleo, paleo. guy he's a really interesting guy and he believes in this and let him live his life the way he wants to live his life if you want to live your yeah. life go that way too uh, but you know don't yell at me about scientific consensus on other topics and then say oh well you have to be gluten free.